Hi, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals, where we talk about junk journals, life of a crafter, uh, paper crafting, and answering your crafty questions. And today we are answering your crafty questions here. (laughs) Uh, Sunshine and I are coming to you from the couch today, and we are just going through some of your questions, and I thought we'd nestle in here and jump in and answer some of these. Okay, so here we go. Missy Riley asks, love these is that page in the with the flower in your etsy i think she means my etsy shop and the video she's referring to is junk journal pop-up idea number two step-by-step beginner tutorial okay so yes yes it is she's referring to a page that is um, a new signature digital kit that i've made it's not out yet it will come out um i believe april 30th may 1st right around that time it's it's part of the may may digi kits that are coming out and the signature page series in the DigiKits are a lighter, paler, softer uh, print. Um, It's a background design that you can, if you wanted to use the page for regular journaling, you could do that. If you wanted to use it for a background to um, uh, embellish a pond, you can do that. Uh, But it it basically was designed so that it was a starting place. Instead of starting from a blank page, you're going to have some beautiful um, choreographed papers to work together with. And uh, there are five pages in each kit. And I think I have, oh, I think three three so far maybe four but this is the, l- the latest one and um, uh, yes it will be available coming up very soon so stay tuned for that it'll be in my Etsy shop okay um, oh the name of it it is it is called script in bloom when you see it it's called script in bloom okay there you go uh, Tanya Williams asks hi Pam how, how do you use clusters in your journal please sorry I'm new to the junk journaling world and I'm loving what I'm seeing Awesome. Welcome to the fold, Tanya. So so happy that you are here. Um, clusters and super clusters are so much fun in junk journal world. And you can use them in one million ways. And this, you're not limited to this list, but basically, basically you can use them as um, toppers for journal tags. You can use them as decoration for any page. You can uh, build them up and turn them into a pocket or a tuck. You can use them as a page trim. You can use them as a, a page tab to um, denote sections in your junk journal. You can use them as cover decor. Uh, you can use them to um, uh, decorate a little notebook or a booklet that you might uh, tuck into a junk journal. Uh, really, there's uh, or a belly band or um, anything else that you might put in your journal. Um, these are just quick decorative elements that are very handy to have on hand when you're decorating your journal. They also are a fabulous way to use up those little bits and pieces that we have left over on our desk at the end of the day. Some people clean their desk this way. They have a nice journaling session and then all the little bits afterwards they gather them up and they instantly make uh, clusters or big ones I call super clusters uh, in uh, from those and I think that's awesome. I aspire to be that person. <laughs> um, I have done that and it's awesome when I do it um, and I wish I did it more um, at the end just make a bunch of clusters. Sometimes my scrapbook uh, my scrap pile gets so big I just have to do something with it and we are nearing that place right now absolutely and it's great just to reach in there grab a pile of scraps throw them on your desk and just bang out uh, or mass make a bunch of clusters just with what you have don't think about it don't put a lot of stress into it or think about it put a lot of stress into it have a lot of fun with that and then try the flip side try not thinking about it creating a bunch see what happens and then look at your results and see which ones you like better (laughs) um uh you might you might be surprised 
surprised. And uh, but anyway, it's a great way to a great way to use up scraps and little bits. You can always decorate them after. You can add um, color. Um, you can add watercolor. You can add um, gelato. You can add pencil uh, uh, colored pencils. Um, um, bling. You can do all sorts of things with them after to give them a little extra flair. And they're super useful in the world of junk journals. I hope that helps. M.E. asks, Pam, do you have a copy of this list? And the list she's referring to is the page ideas list for junk journals. I made a series from the list. It's called Never Endless Page Ideas for Your Junk Journals. And that you can find now on my channel if you look into playlists. And I've housed them all in there. Um, this list is something that I made a long time ago when I was facing the blank page um, as I'm going through a junk journal and I would look at the list and just give myself an idea and I, w I would try I, often I would have four three two three or four signatures in a journal and I would try and think of that many ideas for my page list idea so if it was stenciling you know okay okay try and think of four or three or two different ways to stencil as I go through the signatures in my journal. It would always look different, so it doesn't actually look like the same idea. You just morph the same idea, and now you've got four pages handled instead of just one. Um, so those are coalesced and found in Never Endless Page Ideas uh, playlist. There you go. Um, oh, you asked, do we have a copy of the list? Yes, the list itself I've put on my um, free monthly emailed newsletter. It's at the bottom in the freebie section, along with the free digital image, the note from the bookmaker, which explains what a junk journal is and how to use it, and a checklist of ideas, and now the page list of ideas uh, for your journals. So that is all down there. Um, so if you haven't signed up for the newsletter yet, go ahead and sign up for it. You can find the uh, how to sign up for it in the drop down description box below each video. It's also on the Instagram uh, link tree link if you're looking for it, if you can't find it on the video. Um, and we'll get you started. Okay. Um, well, Cindy Henry asks, super fun scrap time. Do you have a playlist using these roles in a journal? And she, oh, and she th says, I think you smashed your stickles at the end of the video. I think you're absolutely right, Cindy. And that happens more often than not around here. It's it's uh, kind of the way my world works. Um, I'm a stickle smasher. And uh, um, she's referring to the video called Snippet Roll Tips and Tricks, Fun for Junk Journals. Um, so a no-so tutorial. Okay, so snippet rolls um they are long rolls that we make we just add stuff to them it's almost like i want to say have you ever been to the beach and you found these long tubes they're made from tube worms but they collect little pieces of shells and they they make this long little tubes all connected together of different bits of shell it almost looks like shell jewelry and that's kind of what a snippet roll is it's little bits and pieces of things they may be coordinated they may not be coordinated it completely depends on the little bird who came along to make it and um, if they were an eclectic bird it was just come what may if they were an organized bird then it had a beautiful pattern or certain themes or maybe it was all neutrals something like that but these can be very beautiful very gorgeous they can be flat they can be made only of paper they can be made of fabric they can be made of fabric and paper um, they can be fat they can be thin and they have so many uses how do you use them um, uh, was that your question no okay maybe not I'm just gonna answer that one anyway you can use them as um, page trims you can use them as belly bands uh, you can use them to um, decorate your spine on the outside they may look very pretty on that 
Um, you can also use them in small decor, like let's say you're working on an envelope and you want to trim the uh, flap in something. Snippet roll might look just adorable there. Um, or you can go around the rectangular shape of the envelope. That would look beautiful as well. Um, there's really no limit to what you can use a snippet roll for, for. If you want to take a little piece of it and tear up some papers into a little notebook and then sew across the top with the snippet roll, that'll give you a nice topper to your little tearaway notebook. Just dandy. Um, unlimited ideas with the snippet roll. Hope that helps, Cindy. Uh, Christine Legere. I hope I said that right. I'm new and I love your work. I can't find those two punches you used today anywhere. Could you also let me know what size they are? Please help. She is referring to the how to make picture cards for junk journals, photo cards, memorial cards, and prayer cards. Um, basically, I would say it would be about a two by one whole Maybe a, maybe a two and a half by two hole punch, but something big enough so that you would have a space for somebody's uh, face to show through. A little frame uh, punch, in essence. And um, uh, this is a great thing to... Um, I would say if I was looking for these new, where would I find them? Okay, I would, I would go to the internet and I would... I, mine are personally made by a company called EK. I think it's EK Tools, but the letter E, the letter K paper punches. Look up that in either Amazon or Etsy or eBay. And then when you find one, even if it's not the right one, click on that. And then I know that eBay and Amazon, if you scroll to the bottom, it's going to show you similar. So you may, as you're scrolling through, find the shape that you're looking for. Um, and that might lead you to that uh, type of a, I guess it would be, you could look up label punch, uh, frame punch, square punch, rectangular punch. Those might be some keywords that you could look for, but that might help you find those. Um, I'm trying to think if I have seen those in Michael's or um, Hobby Lobby. You may be able to find them in those stores as well. Another good place to look. Um, if you do buy them used on eBay, it's always kind of a roll of the dice. You never know if they're going to function or be sharp. Um, so just take that into account. If you buy brand new, they're usually expensive and then you really want to use them if you get them. So decide if that's something that you think you're going to like to do moving forward and decide what a risk you want to put on actually purchasing one. Um, I've not had the grandest luck with old punches, but sometimes I will take a roll of the dice if I find them in the thrift store. Big bag of punches. I say to myself, a couple of these have to work, right? And uh, we go from there. So um, there's a lot of places to find punches. You can also find them on uh, Mercari or I don't know if they sell them on Poshmark, but um, a lot of places that sell used craft things, amongst other things, um, you're, you're going to find paper punches. Now, take into account, it's it's not good when people die. But when people die and they or they've given up a craft, maybe their paper punches are still good. They may be perfectly fine. If somebody gave them up because they're just not working or... Um, they're malfunctioning or they're not sharp anymore or they got jammed, then you might end up with a bunch that are just not working. Now you could try the punching them with wax paper or punching them with a foil to see if that loosens it up. I've never had grand luck with that, but um, so sometimes it just depends, um, you know, how, how fat the wallet is. If you can get new ones, get new ones. If you can't, maybe tra- take a chance on some old ones. Or if you're in the thrift store, ask if you can try it first before you buy it. That might be a good way out of that. There you go. Same thing at the garage sale. Don't forget that. Okay. Um, Do you have birds in your house? Asks Mama B. That's me. (laughs) 
<laughs> Fun. Uh, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Great question. I have um, a, I have two lovebirds, Happy and Leonardo, and I have Am- I have an Amazon gray parrot, and his name is um, Hollywood or Holly. We call him Holly. He came to us with that name. He was given to us by a good friend, and um, we have taken care of him ever since he came to us. I think he was just barely one year old when we had him, and he's about sixteen now. And um, um, we have uh, now. You may hear the birds in the background sometimes, and you may not. And the birds kind of go through phases. Sometimes they're all chitter-chatter, and other times they're super quiet. Maybe they're eating or sleeping. But they do go through phases, and I honestly rarely hear it. Um, and I, you know how you become accustomed to sounds in your house? I, I've just become accustomed to it. I barely hear it. Um, maybe a little more so when I... Uh, I know I'm on a video or on a podcast. I'm like, oh, there's Holly. Because I, I realize you guys are hearing it. But um, most of the time, it's, it just it goes into my ambient noise. Um, part of my ASMR, I guess. I don't know. Um, uh, uh, Anita Hunt says, are you related to Nick the Booksmith? Similar voice, style, and humor. Well, thank you for that honorable mention. I, uh, I adore Nick the Booksmith. And in my opinion, she is the grand dam of everything junk journal to me. Um, she is a, a super inspiration as she's such an, uh, intelligent, smart, and witty, um, uh, to, uh, instructor and I I adore her and I, I you know hats off if I you know thank you I just consider that a great honor to be even said in the same phrase as her so uh yes if, if anybody here does not know Nick the Booksmith absolutely check her out she is amazing um thank you and uh Kathleen uh oh nope that wasn't a question okay uh Kelly Lee says um hi pam and sunshine um love me a good napkin craft very cute cute idea wondering if you don't have a fancy punch if you have any creative ideas on what could be done instead of besides just cutting out a basic square enjoy your day um that's a great idea you know what let's let's play with some napkins and some punches and see what we come up with that are not just basic squares let's let's that be our mission when we sit down to do that and i already have some ideas going through my head so look out kelly lee they're coming your way very soon okay there you go i'll put it on the idea list sunny got it mom okay we're good um the Peacock Parlor says, Pam, you always have such great ideas and tutorials. Can you help me understand why my eyelets get all wanky in the back? I have a crocodile, but I don't seem to be able to squish my eyelets properly. Sometimes they are very sharp and I worry it could cut people. What am I doing wrong? Oh my gosh, have I been in your position? Yes, uh, I, it has been. Uh, and I sat there for hours once with my crocodile, too, Big Bite. And I said, I'm going to figure you out. And not to the point of understanding how everything works in the crocodile, too, Big Bite. I just wanted to know one basic thing like how to squash an eyelet how to set an eyelet correctly and then number two how to punch the paper okay this is the best advice i can give you and it looks like kate bannon already jumped in and gave you some good advice you roll kate that's great advice um and i'm just going to add my two cents here silver disc on the bottom big nipple on the top in order to set a 3 eyelet when you put the eyelet in through the paper make sure you're looking down on the eyelet the way it would sit in your finished project you're looking at the top of the eyelet and then you put um, uh, the eyelet into the paper hole then you slide it in on top of the silver disc and then the little um, big nipple actually is coming down into the eyelet and then you squash it now get the 3 eyelets um, I have bought I have tried many different brands different companies different things and there is variability out there and there's also not all eyelets are the same and also um, 
not all shanks, the length of the shank can be different. So you want like a regular standard eyelet um, that's like a, that you can um, squash something thin with. And um, now if you're going to squash something thicker, like a book cover or something like that, you want a, a, an eyelet with a longer shank, okay? But for regular paper or just going through fabric or something simple, it's okay to use a regular eyelet. There's um, metric or traditional imperial measurements out there. So the inches versus the centimeters, inches versus the millimeters. I'm just, I'm just talking inches because that's what my crocodile two big bite has on it. It has one eighth or three sixteenths. That's what it thinks in one eighth or three sixteenths. So I figured, that th- okay, so the one eighth is a small one. The three sixteenth is the big one. One eighth is a small one. Three sixteenth is the big one. Okay, I mostly use the three sixteenth uh, for eyelet setting. Um, almost all the time. I have tried the 1 8th. I've purchased the 1 8th eyelets from We Are Memory Keepers. I've purchased them from other companies. Maybe 50% work, 50% don't. I've never mastered that one. But the 3 16th one, about 98% of the time, is a successful eyelet squash if you use the silver disc on the bottom and the big nipple on top. There you go. <laughs> um, I think I have a video on that. I'm going to try and find it for you. Okay, I hope that helps. Um, Jesse Squoto asks, Pam, in this video you told how to slow down the speed going through the settings, also known as the gear icon. However, my phone doesn't have a playback speed within the settings. Am I missing something? Not for me, but my friends, but my friends having hearing difficulties. Thank you so much for your help and keep crafting on and keep cool. Okay, so it's, maybe I need to make this clear. It's not just the setting on your phone it's the settings on the YouTube video on your phone now I have an Android phone so I'm not quite sure what kind of phone you have but on my Android phone if I go to the YouTube video and I and I have to find the settings icon on the YouTube video itself not just on my phone but on the YouTube video then in there there's a playback speed setting which I can change I can make Pam talk faster or slower and it makes me feel very powerful to do that. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, um, if you if, if on the iPhone, it might be in a different location than on the Android. So I'm not going to tell you where it is on the Android. But what I would recommend, if you have an unusual phone or an iPhone, go to YouTube, put in iPhone, want to change playback speed on YouTube videos, plug it in, just hit go and or hit search and somebody will about a thousand people will have a video showing you exactly how to do it step by step it it will be as if your your sister barbara was there with you like taking you step by step with your phone in front of you it's 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 wonderful um i i that'll be the fastest answer for you there i hope that helps um I did that when I was learning how to sew paper and I didn't know how to work my sewing machine at all. I was completely stumped at the bobbin. I made me sweat and I didn't know what I was going to do. I pulled out the manual and passed out in a matter of microseconds. And then I thought, wait a minute, there's this grand thing called YouTube. You can look anything up and you can have a bird's eye view. Look at your make and model. Put that in. Put your question after it. Somebody out there has got a video on it. So there you go. Hope that helps. Uh, Kathy Cortegard asks, A fellow gasoline-smelling fan, I don't make a point of it, but I do like it, lol. Uh, gasoline used to smell lots better, didn't it? Maybe the basic formula has changed. Anyway, thanks again for a great video. These junk journals are adorable. I love their small size. Um, I don't think there's a question here. Sorry. <laughs> we'll carry on. Uh, thank you, Kathleen. I, I, they, um, it just didn't come up in the right spot. 
Flower Power asks. This is a great question. Sadly, my sewing machine cut my papers right in half. Any idea what I'm doing wrong? I think I have an easy fix for you here. You're going to love this. Just make your stitch length longer. Um, because we're perforating paper with a needle, if you get the perforations too close together as we're sewing, your paper will just tear because it's paper and um, it doesn't have a lot of structure like fabric does. So the easy fix, um, most of us uh, junk journalers do, we lengthen our stitch. So make your stitch. My machine has stitch lengths from one to five and I just went from one and I changed it to five, made it as long as it could go. <clears throat> And um, it works well. It actually speeds up your sewing because it doesn't have to make as many passes through the paper. And uh, it completely solved that problem. So you'll kind of figure that out as you go. Also watch out for uh, tension. If your string tension is too tight, it will um, saw through your papers too easily. So make sure you're kind of in the middle of the zone. Um, I found a happy place somewhere between three and four on tension on the machine. Um, so those are my two best tips there. Hope that helps. So there you go, folks. I hope you had fun here. I know we had fun with you. Um, Sunshine is now stretching. He's slowly coming back to life and looking for a snack. Imagine that. I think I might do the same. Um, okay, so uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Make sure you're having lots of fun. Are your papers calling? I know mine are calling. Um, have lots of papery fun today. Get out there and do some happy crafting. And remember, create with reckless abandon. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>